Hello and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are an online community of Christian women in business and we are aligning our businesses with God. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Neeson, and I wanted to create a platform where women can come to be inspired, to learn from women who have been there and done that, and know what it's really like to run a business as a Christian and what it means to them. I would love for you to join us as we get into the meat of the word share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. G'day and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. It's so great to have you listening in today's show. We are joined by a beautiful lady all the way from LA. Now, I hope it's nice and sunny in LA because it is freezing here in Sydney. Welcome to the show, Janelle Langford. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here, Sarah Jane. Thank you so much for having me. And it's overcast in LA, so... We haven't, our weather has been kind of funny um, these last couple of weeks. It's that time of year, um, like June, <laughs> May and June are kind of kind of weird in LA. Oh, well, <laughs> I hope you survive through the weirdness. So you are a lady of many amazing talents. So author of um, How to Make Glitter, which is business consultancy. You were 12 years as a CEO for... Now, how do I say this? Sweet public relations. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're a curator at Slay in the Spirit and a yes. pastor. I am. I, I, <laughs> I mean, how do you even have time to come on this podcast show today? <laughs> you would be surprised. Um, I, <laughs> The, the the time difference definitely helps. Um, a lot of the things that I uh, do right now work in tandem and support one another. So uh, working on how to make glitter, uh, being an author and kind of coaching Christian entrepreneurs is just pretty it's seamless. It's my day to day. And uh, from owning Sweet Public Relations, which is a full service uh public relations firm, primarily for fashion and beauty brands. Um, it's pretty much done in my sleep. I've been doing it for 12 years. So it's uh, kind of an automatic pilot. <laughs> Slay in the Spirit is um, a partnership I have with a very good um, girlfriend and sister of Christ. So I, I thank God for the partnership because I definitely could not take on that heavy by myself. But it is a curated event for women of faith to help them slay their style, slay their dreams, and slay their fears. And then uh, being the senior pastor and founder of New Church, I think probably requires the most of my mental capacity. (laughs) It stretches me thin mentally and spiritually. So I, I, I definitely have a lot of responsibilities, but I'm grateful for the opportunities and the position that I am in. Wow. Now, I mean, in just a second, you're going to share a little bit about your story about 
how all that came about. Please feel free to share as little or as much as you want because that <laughs> sounded like a really big story. So if you want to get up, down and intimate, we're down with that um, or, you know, share what you'd like. But what a woman, like, to be able to take all that on um, and hopefully, you know, you're in that, that grace of God where, you know, you can balance it out, you can find time for you and yeah do all that in the midst it's it's very inspirational so please 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 take us through how all this came about (laughs) oh sure um so I would say the you know I I, (laughs) that's such a load of question you know I was going to start one place and I'm like well actually started somewhere else Fundamentally, uh, what my book is about, How to Make Glitter, is how um, God doesn't waste any parts of us. So everything you are in this very moment is a culmination of every experience that you've ever had. You know, every from the big things to the little things, how you brush your hair, to the shoes you pick out, to where you like to eat, to your hotel preferences, you know, all of those decisions that you make, uh, you know, seemingly unconscious decisions or routine decisions are actually a culmination of experiences that you've had. Um, So How to Make Glitter is actually five stories, five life stories um, that I share about better understanding where God wanted me to be and understanding that in every instance of my life, I had different inflection points where I realized God was trying to ensure that I was on the proper journey and prepare me and equip me to be on that journey. So for example, in the book, I talk about how when I was young, my parents kept me in the arts and I built this affinity towards uh, fashion and beauty. And my mother created a fantasy company for me and it was a fashion company. Um, And it was called Fantasy Plaza just to keep me busy because I was an only child and (laughs) we lived in the Midwest. There's not a lot of culture. There's not a lot of diversity. So she was trying to kind of keep me um, uh, busy and, you know, 20 years later, I end up bringing that company to fruition in sweet public relations. So just those little parts of your childhood or your adolescence really can become something. And at the, I didn't even realize that I had brought a fantasy company to life until maybe six or seven years into my business where my mom um, who was trying to digest my entrepreneurial spirit, um, was like, oh, so you actually brought Fantasy Plaza to life. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I did. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I started a public relations firm uh, 12 years ago, almost 13 in October. We started by doing fashion show productions, so doing fashion shows and fashion-geared events. And I always had this feeling uh, as I got maybe – couple of years into my business, maybe four or five years where I didn't feel like my business was giving glory to God. So I felt like my, my discipleship needed to be extremely literal. So I was thinking like, okay, do I need to do PR for like gospel artists or for <laughs> churches? And I'm like, I don't really want to do that. That's <laughs> really where my content and where my contacts lie. And I realized that just being in the fashion industry and going to fashion weeks and putting on events that I, God was 
positioning me within groups of people or with audiences that otherwise may have never had an encounter with the believer or would not have somebody that they could really talk to that would understand um, some of the challenges that happen within the industry, as well as having somebody that is more representative of them that didn't, you know, have on a a, a priestly robe, shall we say. Um, so I began to host a Bible study in my house um, in New York when I lived in New York. And that Bible study now is about two and a half years old. And I do it online now um, with the same group of women for <laughs> the last two and a half years. And we've met every Friday. Wow. Um, yeah, during this time. And, you know, they would, uh, God was dealing with me with a lot of things and really trying to thrust me into my purpose. Because a lot of times we, we focus on developing our passions. And I believe that there's a time where we have to put our passions down and pick up our purpose. And so I was enjoying my passions, the things that I was excited about, the things that I was just kind of doing for me, the things that I, were, that, that I was good at. And I was nurturing those things. But in doing so, I begin to be thrust into my purpose, which is ministry and, and, and leading people. And something that I haven't always been comfortable with, something that, you know, still I, I'm very conscious of. And I talk to God about it, like, wait a minute, are you sure you want me um, to do this? Uh, so I, in doing the Bible study, I started writing my book and I, and I intended for it to be something very different. Um, I intended for it to be more just a business guide, nothing specific about uh, a belief system, but just, you know, a business guide. And as I begin to write it, the Holy Spirit took over and it, it became what it is. And I would find myself like purging and just crying and just like pouring out and, a lot of the writing I did was on flights back and forth from LA to New York when I was living in both places. And so I had six hours to like kill time Not long. <laughs> and uh, write. So I did. And I finally got to the end of where I, I felt like I had gotten all the writing out. And I was, I was astonished at what, what was on the pages. And Anyone who who reads the book tells me that you know they were incredibly uh, blessed by one the transparency of the story because I feel as entrepreneurs a lot of times we don't tell our story with with integrity we we like to focus on the high points and mm -hmm. the high points are not the points that shape you it's really those valleys and those low points that really uh, cultivate who you are going to be not only as a a business person but as a leader. Um, or expert in your field and also helps to groom and grow your your spirit and your character. So the book was done and I was, you know, promoting the book and began to focus more on empowering and equipping uh, Christian entrepreneurs. And I began to do some coaching classes from the platform, How to Make Glitter. And um, even when I was doing my Bible studies, you know, my, my, my girls would, you know, jokingly say, hey, pastor, pastor, you know, and I kind of would shrug it off because I'm like, I do not want that moniker. I do not want what comes with that. 
and it would not, and, and, and nobody would let up on it. And as I started teaching the classes and God continued to bring it to the forefront of my mind or in my experience or in a in passing. And I was just like, no, God, I'm not doing that. I don't, I don't want to be a pastor. I'm not interested in being a pastor. Surely that's not what you want from me. And, um, I, I said, well, if this is what you want, you're going to have to do it. I'm not, I don't, I'm not doing it. I don't know anything about that. I mean, I've attended church all my life, but the inner workings of church, I don't know anything about that. Um, and so I was teaching my class. Um, I was teaching a class in New York. And at the end of the class, two of the, the uh, attendees stayed over and the young lady uh, brought it up. And she's like, hey, have you, have you ever thought about starting a church? And I'm like, <sighs> it keeps coming up. <laughs> and um, she was like, well, that's, you know, she's like, that's what I do. I, you know, aside from my entrepreneurial goals, I church plant. I want to send you something. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and then she also uh, began to make reference of things that she, she saw in me. And I just was like, oh, goodness. And so I, I didn't follow up with her. I was like, okay, I'm not following up with her. If she sends it, she sends it. If she doesn't, she doesn't. Um, and she, sure enough, sent um, over a church planting uh, kind of outline. And I looked at it, and I began to write, and I began to pray and ask God, what do you want from me? What does this look like? And from that, a new church was birthed. Um, that is a church whose whose mission is simple to glorify God and to spread the gospel uh, globally and digitally. Um, so we have services, uh, Bible study every Tuesday night online, um, and then we also have uh, Saturday services as well. Physical so, services? No, 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 just still, all, online. still online, all online. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, because I would like to, you know, we we have we have this notion of church that that we ourselves have kind of messed up, and yeah. we require the church to do so many things, and we forget that the church is not relegated to four walls. You know, when yeah. you and I gather, we are now the church, and we also have a responsibility to uphold uh, the res- the needs of of community as well as our fellow members, and and sometimes we want the four walls to do everything yet you know there's a lot of people who sit in church who are just pew fillers and who who are who don't have the spirit of service don't have the spirit of discipleship who just want to be entertained and I think that you know in this season that that time is up so the goal with new church is to have these digital services but then when we do meet in person through uh, community outreach, um, our community manager, we will be meeting for purposes of outreach. So we will be in different markets um, in service. So when we meet in person, it's to feed the homeless, it's to help build a home, it's to, you know, visit the sick, it's to put on a community day for, you know, in a, in a local park. It's to actually serve instead of, we don't need to sit and be together to hear the word. Um, you know, let's do that online in the comfort of your own home. You don't have to worry about who's looking at you. You don't have to worry about if your makeup is on and what shoes you have on. <laughs> All you have to do is receive the word 
<laughs> you know, receive the word, allow it to speak to you, and then ask God what he wants you to do, how to put that word in action. And then we meet in person to actually put this word in action. So that is the the mission of New Church. Slay in the Spirit is just a fun project. It's something to meet in person. And like I said, we're all about slaying your style, slaying your fears and slaying your dreams. So we've been doing Q and A's with industry people, everyone from authors to fitness people to celebrity hairstylists, just talking about their journey and how they overcame and, you know, what, what's important to them and what strides they made just to encourage people. And then also give an element of style. Women, we like style. We are stimulated by shopping. Um, and all things pretty. So just speaking to that too, because there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, investing in yourself and, you know, celebrating your femininity. And so that's what slay in the spirit is, is all about. And so that's kind of (laughs) in this moment, uh, (laughs) who I am. And and That's kind of the the synopsis of kind of how we got into this this point. That's awesome. What an incredible story. It's so great to see God using you in so many different aspects of your life and you know bringing partnerships together for you and making use of good time sat in an aeroplane um, for six hours. Right. Time. Like, <laughs> so pulling all that together then. <laughs> What are your five tips? Uh, it can be on your craft or just from all that that you'd like to share with our listeners today um, who might be thinking about starting in business or just wisdom and tips to pass on to them. Um, we'd love for you to articulate all that you've learned in two five points. Hit <laughs> <laughs> us with five. No, I, I, I absolutely. So the first is to put God at the helm. One of the chapters in my book, How to Make Glitter, is government. And it's the last chapter because everyone would ask me, just through my entrepreneurial journey, um, well, how do you balance your faith and you know the fashion industry or your business? And I would always tell them that it, I don't balance. It's not a balancing act. It's a its priorities. You know, I put God at the helm so that he is able to direct me in the decisions that need to be made, where I need to lend my gifts and talents, where I need to put my energy, um, and covering all of the decisions and the steps that I, I make. Because when we try to balance it out, um, it doesn't work. <laughs> so I would say the first thing is always putting God at the helm, putting God as pri- priority. So waking up in the morning and before you check your email, you're spending that very, very important time um, with God and also taking the little things to him as well as the big things to him. A lot of times we just take the big things to him. We don't we don't want to bother him with the little things or we feel like we can manage the little things by ourselves. So um, with God at the helm, he really helps you to navigate where you need to uh, lend 
lend or express your energy. Um, and that's really, really important to me because you don't want to be doing, you don't want to do anything that one, it doesn't serve your divine destiny and two, isn't worth your time <laughs> and, and you, you know, yeah. where you need to be focusing your efforts and your, your, your talent somewhere else. The second is to operate in excellence. I coach a lot of entrepreneurs and I feel like entrepreneurialism is like the new hustle. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. Thanks to social media, it looks easy. And the problem is a lot of people are not operating in excellence. You have people who are not quite prepared to service people properly, who are not set up yet to do business. And I'm talking about the nuts and bolts. I'm talking about you don't have a proper website. I'm saying that you may not have a proper um, way to allow your customers or your clients to pay you. I'm saying that you may not have had your contracts set up properly or you're selling a service that you have not quite mastered. So operating in excellence, it was a very long time before I called myself a publicist because I wanted to make sure that I could operate in that moniker and do it well and, and, and be a good steward with the money that people were paying me to do that job and, and, and not falter in any way. So I think it's really important that you to kind of make sure <laughs> that you're doing the right thing, make sure that you are prepared and well-equipped to run your business, to operate your business, to know your business. A lot of entrepreneur, a lot of entrepreneurs don't know their business. They don't know the inner workings of their business. They have an idea and they, you know, may have a couple of clients or may have a couple of products, but they don't know the inner workings of their business. They haven't uh, figured out how to scale their business and they haven't figured out the long-term um, goal for their business. Like ultimately, what do you want to see happen? You know, again, that's again, taking those passions and figuring out, okay, what is this a part of my purpose? Is this a part of something that's going to speak to my divine destiny or is this a momentary thing? Uh, the third thing would be to do your due diligence, <laughs> do the work. <laughs> Um, you gotta do the work. You can't expect anybody to do the work for you. Um, originally when I started my company, we started in fashion show production. So we were doing fashion shows and fashion geared events. And from there, a lot of the designers that we were working with, as well as the creatives, like the makeup artists and the hairstylists would say, Hey, can you help us with marketing for our company. And I'm like, sure. Yeah, we can do that. We can definitely send out emails on your behalf and come up with campaigns because that was something that we were already doing. And when it came time where I saw that they needed a publicist yet, that wasn't quite my skill set. I did a lot of research. I, I, I asked questions. I researched top PR companies in the world and looked at the services that they were offering and what those services meant and how to execute those things and uh, begin to work very hard to create um, and establish and nurture media relationships and contacts and um, all the inner workings of what being a media practitioner really meant. So I did my due diligence to to educate myself on on my area of expertise and and my industry. Um, so 
I, I there was no stern, stone left unturned. And a lot of times, especially when I have younger interns or, or junior people come in, they, they kind of want everything given to them. They, they don't want to look for anything and they don't want to research. But it is very important that you do your due dis- diligence. You need to go the distance um, for your business. You need to go to the distance for your dream. Um, and you need to to make sure that you know what's going on um, and how to uh, manage your business uh, properly and and what that looks like uh, for you. Um, The fourth thing that I would say would be to empower at every level. So for for me, that means empowering my clients um, to become the best entrepreneurs or designers or, or hairstylists or whatever they happen to be to empower them to be the best that they can be, to empower my staff, to empower anyone who I come across. Um, and that can be done on on several le- levels. One, making sure that they feel like they matter and that their contribution is recognized and appreciated. Um, and two, just celebrating them. Sometimes we just need to hear what we're doing well. <laughs> You know, we can tell ourselves what we're doing wrong. Sometimes we just need to hear what we're doing well. So I, I like to empower, especially my employees, to be better. You know, when you leave me, I want you to be better than when you came. So, um, you know, creating and fostering a um, corporate environment where they feel safe um, they feel like they can grow and they want to excel. And I feel like empower, empowerment does that. It makes you want to do better. And the last thing I would say would be to protect your bandwidth, especially as women. We are all things to all people all the time. And <laughs> we, <laughs> you know, uh, th- we have a lot of moving parts and we have a lot of responsibilities in our home in our work, in our churches. We are, I I feel like we're naturally spread thin, but we have got to protect our bandwidth because you cannot give 100% to something if you don't have 100%. So it's very important that you you know, stay filled up um, where you do have some reserve, where you do have some spillover and that you, you learn how to say no. But that comes again about putting God at the helm, learning, you know, where you need to lend those gifts and talents and, and trusting that if you do have to say no, because we feel bad about saying no, if we do have to say no, that God will cover that no, and that we don't have to concern ourselves about letting people down or not being able to perform, but that we're able to do the things that we're called to do well. So we have to protect the integrity of our bandwidth. There was a time in my life where I just knew I was working too many hours, and I was like, okay, I am closing my laptop no matter what at 12 o'clock at night, and that's still extremely late. <laughs> But I would literally be working till like four and five o'clock in the morning, you know, and I was like, I'm cutting it off at 12 o'clock, no matter what. And I started doing that. And it really helped me to establish boundaries. It also helped me to be more conscious about how my day was running, because I knew that there were certain things that I needed to get done and I needed to pay attention to. And there was things that, you know, benchmarks I wanted to hit. And I wanted to make sure that 
you know, at some point you get tired of waking up tired. Um, so protecting your bandwidth allows you to number two, operate in excellence and be able to show up and give the level of energy that's required for every task that's in front of you. That's awesome. What a lot of golden nuggets. So we've got number one, put God at the helm. Yes. Uh, Number two, operate in excellence, like you just said. Number three, do your due diligence. That is a mouthful in itself. Number four, empower at every level, um, including employees and your clients. And number five, protect your brand with. So basically, you can do all the above. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, And so um, you have shared with us a little bit about how you incorporate God into your business. So put him in at the helm, making sure that, you know, you are spending that time with him and you are. Um, in within his grace um is there any anything else that you do to incorporate god into your business i mean right now i'm i'm in the god business i mean everything (laughs) everything that i uh, am working on right now is is faith-based so and i really appreciate now that that's that's being more widely recognized because especially like on social media Um, Now, you know, people who follow me are women who, you know, always will have something faith-based in their, their bio. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm hitting my target, my target girl. So, I mean, everything I'm touching right now is, is spirit led. It has God in it. It's surrounded by God. You know, right now the challenges are to, you know, the attacks are uh, as great as, as the calling. So it's challenging, you know, to, cause I'm still human. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I'm trying to like, okay, guys, with this level of anointing, you know, I have this level of, of attacks and, and, and opposition and trying to one, keep myself prayed up where I can, uh, continue to do all that I am called to do. The biggest thing for me is that you continue to push. You know, there are some times where I'm just like so uh, stretched spiritually that I I don't, you know, I don't want to do Friday night Bible study, but I know I have to because I know that somebody's, uh, somebody's salvation could, could depend on it or somebody needs to hear something that is so necessary. And I can't let my, you know, temporary experiences, you know, cost someone else their, their, their eternity. Um, so for me, it's just about being in constant communication and, and, and that's constant communication. I I don't always have the luxury of like kneeling down somewhere, but you know, it's about being in a constant spirit of prayer and, and communication where I'm asking questions, I'm waiting for answers. Um, and, and, and kind of going through the motions with that. It's not something Um, that you're just switching on and off. Yeah, I have to, you know, for me, I also find that I do well when I create a atmosphere of worship. So I, you know, watch several sermons throughout the week, um, just from various pastors. I have to, you know, keep, 
music playing to just establish, you know, the spirit of peace and establish the spirit of worship. Because the moment I let up on that, (laughs) I find, you know, that that is when, you know, you have, you have those moments of, of, of just a a change in, in the uh, spirit and, I have to be conscious of that. I know for me, and it's just for me that I have to create an atmosphere of worship and of faith and of like kingdom living. Because if I if I don't, then it just takes a minute for for my attention to be diverted and for me to and it's and it's not that your attention is diverted and you're doing something wrong. It's that your attention is diverted and now you're not on task. So it gives then the enemy the opportunity to begin to intimidate you with maybe lack or insufficiency or, you know, begin to illuminate anything that you, you know, anything that may be concerning you or any adversities you may be experiencing. So for me, I just have to establish a home of an atmosphere of worship. Yeah, that's good. I love it. Now, we didn't give you much time to prepare for this podcast, but do you have a Bible verse for this season? And if so, why? I do. Um, I agree. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am going to share with you all Philippians 4, 8 from the Amplified uh, Translation. And Philippians 4 in its entirety um, really is a sermon in in of itself um, that it can truly, truly be a blessing. But from the Amplified Version, it says, finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. That is the text of this season because my mind is constantly under attack because that is where all of the ideas flow from and that is where the Holy Spirit um, impresses upon me directives that need to be carried out. And we have to be so careful of careful about what we meditate on and what we think about and and what we give our attention to because if it is not worthy of praise or if it is not confirmed by God's word then it's something that doesn't serve us Um, and essentially something the Course of Miracle teaches that is something that doesn't exist so I I have really been trying to uh, be more conscious about the thoughts that we give praise to because they it works both ways if we give praise to positive things positive things happen but if we give praise to negative things um, and things of darkness then those things will too come through to fruition so just protecting what I'm meditating on and what I'm thinking about and also having a litmus test against that so if you have a thought, uh, you know, 
comparing that thought up against the word of God. Is it honorable? Is it worthy of respect? Is it confirmed by the word? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Does it bring peace? And if the answer is to no (laughs) to any of these questions, then it is nothing that I need to think about. It is nothing that I need to harbor. It is nothing I need to worry about. I just need to focus on things of God. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. We really, really, really appreciate it. So as we wrap things up, can you please share with us where's the best place for our listeners to find you? Obviously, we'll put the links on our website, but what's your favorite place to hang out online? (laughs) I think the best place to find me is Instagram right now. I'm Janelle Langford, uh, J-A-N-E-L-L-E. L-A-N-G-F-O-R-D. You can also visit my website, howtomakeglitter.com. I will, however, be launching janellelangford.com. That'll kind of house all of the wonderful things (laughs) that I'm working on in one place. So my Instagram will always have the most up-to-date link for me and kind of the things that I am working on. So always give me a shout over at Instagram and you can go to howtomakeglitter.com if you want to purchase the book or hear any of my videos or podcasts or mini sermons or anything, you can uh, visit that as well. That's awesome. Cool. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with our listeners today before we go? Just to be encouraged and keep the faith, know that you are in this, the very thought that you are listening to this right now is confirmation that you are exactly where God would have you to be. So we will touch and agree and we will honor uh, your commitment to sowing and reaping um, the things of God. So that's, I want to, that's what I want to leave you all with. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been absolutely lovely to have you here. Um, girls, if, or boys, if boys are listening, <laughs> well, which I know a few of you are, um, if you've got any questions, feel free to send them in and we can pass them on. Otherwise, Janelle would love to hear from you and maybe even help you coaching and, or, or however it is that you feel like um, Janelle might be able to help you right now. What an amazing story. What an amazing woman. We just wish you all the best. Thank you for everything that's going to be coming your way. That's amazing. And yeah, you're listening to the Christian Women in Business podcast show and we will see you next week. Bye for now. Sarah Jane here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Catch you next time.